is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, where I strategize with business owners on how to grow and scale their businesses to hit their income goals. This is episode 281 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I'm speaking with Aubrey Malik, and we're talking about how to grow on TikTok fast and impact your business by being able to monetize it, right? We're not just worrying about our following number going viral and it not being relevant. Instead, we're going to actually see how it can impact our business. And Aubrey is here sharing how it not only impacted her podcast, but it also impacted her email subscribers. She gained 50,000 email subscribers. You're going to hear at the end of the podcast that I actually am flabbergasted. I couldn't even think straight when I heard her say 50,000. And for the first time ever on this podcast, you're going to hear me not knowing what to say. (laughs) All right, you guys, let's dive in. Hi, Aubrey. How are you? I am great, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Of course. I'm excited about this conversation too. Before we jump into, and people have already seen the title, they know we're talking about TikTok. Um, I would like you to actually introduce yourself and your business to my audience. Yeah, absolutely. So I know you and I have that connection in being our previous life was in education. So that's that's my background. That's where I come from. I was an elementary teacher and really wanted to find a way to be at home with my boys. That was just like number one. Um, I didn't really go into it thinking that this is where I would be three years later. I just knew that I had to bring in some income and landed on being a virtual assistant because I figured that was a really great way to bring in income. I could create my own schedule, all the things. And I had tried some other stuff that just didn't really work for me um, and got to a point in my business where it was going great. But I realized that I missed that teaching aspect of of what I was doing previously, but knew I didn't want to go back to a traditional type of job. So I really started shifting into how can I incorporate my love for teaching and helping others and my business. And that's really where I decided to start helping other moms and teachers who wanted that freedom and flexibility, wanted to be able to support their family, but be at home as well. And started coaching them on how to start their own business and grow it and scale it so that they could really um, replace their income. And I like to call it you know, full-time income and part-time hours as a virtual assistant. So that's kind of my journey. And honestly, that's the fastest that I've ever told my story. <laughs> I, I try to remind myself every time I do a podcast interview, it's like, cut your story down, Aubrey, because I could sit here and tell you all the ins and outs of all the ups and downs of what happened, but I want to keep it nice and sweet and short and to the point. So we already said, of course, that we're going to talk about TikTok. And I told you before we got on that I was definitely going to admit this, that you have reached out and pitched me on this. And in your pitch, which I, of course, love when I get pitched, especially when it's relevant and it's a good fit for my audience. But you said in your pitch that your podcast has grown substantially because of TikTok. And I read it and I was like, mm, I don't think so. I don't believe her. So I went and I looked at your podcast to see like if I could notice anything. And I looked at the reviews and you have hundreds of reviews and almost all of them, especially the most recent ones, all mentioned the fact that they found you on TikTok, which blew my mind because I think that that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that connection between TikTok and how can we actually make money with it and it be resulting in income for us. 
I kind of already answered this. How were most people finding your podcast before TikTok, do you feel? Yeah, I mean, probably on Instagram, probably from within my community, maybe from doing a search within any of the podcast platforms, it, which still still happens, um, searching work from home, searching virtual assistant type things. Um, but yeah, it was it was growing steadily, like month over month, we were seeing an increase, but it really wasn't having that big jump that I wanted to. And that's where I really decided this was back in February of 2021. I decided I need to switch something up here. Um, I was feeling a little down and out about Instagram and where, where my growth was happening there. And just feeling a little lackluster about my marketing and knew that I needed to just, just try something different. And I had been on TikTok since the beginning of the pandemic, just as a consumer. So I would say about like eight months of just being on there, something to pass the time when, when we're at home, not that I didn't have plenty of things to, to fill my time, but you know, everybody downloaded that app and it's like, okay, let's go see what this is all about. And I just really loved the format of it. I was having fun being on the app and I was like, why not? Why not just try this? And I went into it saying, I'm just going to give it 30 days and I'm going to view it like an experiment. We're going to try it. If it works great, if not lesson learned. And I had fun while I was doing it and I learned some new tricks and I pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and gained some confidence being on camera. And we're just going to go with it. And I think it was day like 28. And I was like, all right, I've had about enough of this. Like I've given it my all. And that's when things started to really take off for me. But it was, you know, being consistent and it was actually putting that strategy in place. So yeah, um, now now it's completely different where people find me from. And now like where I tell people to, to go and find me too is really different too. Because usually that question that you get asked at the end is, oh, where can people connect with you? And I used to just say Instagram, my website. And now I tell people TikTok. Yes. So good. So how, what percentage would you say is coming from TikTok now as far as your podcast? I would say probably around 80% of people find me from, from TikTok, but that's also, that's being strategic about it with my TikTok too. So if I'm on TikTok and I'm just posting content and I'm not telling them about my podcast, sure, people could take that extra step and go search for me, go look to see what I have to offer. You're, you're going to have those people who will do that, who are like really interested in what you're doing and say, oh, okay, like I want to learn more about her. I want to see what she has. Um, but I also have to be strategic and letting people know, hey, if you want to learn more about this or you want me to go more in depth on this, I just did a podcast episode. So really being strategic and letting them know that and bringing that up consistently too. It's not like I can just mention it once and all these podcasts, you know, new listeners and downloads will happen. I have to keep letting people know, Hey, there's another resource. There's another place that you can connect with me. If you're liking what I'm doing here, I go in more in depth on this. There's a longer form video on this. Cause with TikTok, there's, you know, you can only right now they're actually starting to introduce 10 minute videos. I don't have that feature yet, but right now the, the longest length of the video that I can do is three minutes. But again, too, that's really not I would say for the past year, it's not what TikTok has been pushing. They've been pushing those shorter form content videos. So I can't possibly go into a topic in depth. And so that's where I can also lead into my podcast and let them know, but letting them know, hey, I have this. Hey, there's more free resources for you. Hey, if you want more in depth, definitely go check out my podcast and constantly bringing that up. Yes, so smart. Always having a call to action. I love it. So how do we grow on TikTok fast? So I will tell you this, it was, it was a consistency thing for me. I would say 
things were picking up. I mean, month over month, I was seeing growth. There were definitely some months where the growth was a lot higher, but really I would say that it boils down to three things. And and the main thing right now is going to be consistency. So if you really do want to grow on TikTok, you have to be on that platform. You have to be putting out content consistently so that people start to know that, Hey, I can expect new stuff from her. I'm going to learn more about this. She's going to provide me with value so that you can get that follow and you can get that buy-in. Um, so that's the main thing, you know, it's not, I, I would say that there's definitely, there's definitely been times where I've posted a video, it's gone viral and I've gained 60,000 followers in a, couple, a span of a couple of days. So that's definitely happened, but it wasn't, you know, the first video that I posted. And oftentimes it's not the video that you think you're going, that will, you'll post that will actually take off. Um, so definitely consistency. I think also to having a really clear message and mission for what you're putting out there. I think that that was something that really helped me is I wasn't just posting random things, videos of my kids. I was being, I was very strategic and saying, if people come on my page, I want them to know what they're going to learn here. I want them to be like, yes, she's for me or she's not. So having that really clear messaging and having content that's really going to solve the, the pain points of who you want to come to your page. And then also offering different types of videos and playing around with different types of things. So I like to make sure that my content is doing one of three things, which I'm sure you've talked about Jenny too on on your podcast with all different types of content, but educating people, uh, entertaining people, and also inspiring people too. So I like to have a little bit of both because that's also me too. Like I definitely am in the place where I'm educating people and informing them about what I do and how they can get started in the online space. But I also want them to be entertained as well. And to just mix those things up, I think having that variety of different types of content, not like the messaging, but just different types of content keeps your audience engaged and keeps them coming back for more and and sharing your content too. So I would say those would be the, the three main tips to really grow. But I think the overall thing, if you want to see success on TikTok, you have to be consistent with it. And, and that means showing up every day, multiple times per day, which I know can feel overwhelming. Yes. So how are you growing on TikTok while also making it worthwhile for your business growth? Because you said something important that you're not just randomly throwing up content that isn't related to your business, to what it is that you do, training others to be able to be a virtual assistant. So what is it that you're doing? What type of content? Yeah. I mean, I think definitely we talked about this a little bit to make it worthwhile. And I know we're going to get into this with moving people off the platform because it's one thing to have all the followers on TikTok, but how do we actually turn those people into paying customers? Um, So really having calls to action, which can sometimes like I have to remind myself too, that every video should have some sort of call to action. What do you want them to do from that video? Do you want them to follow you? Do you want them to comment? Do you want them to go check out a resource? Do they want you want them to go to your link in your bio? Um, So that definitely being strategic about that. And then also really letting them know how they can connect with you outside of the platform. So when I first got started, and I think this is still the case, you had to have a thousand, at least a thousand followers to be able to link something in your bio, which can be a little bit of a pain, right? Because we want them to be able to take action. But the nice thing that you can do, um, there's two platforms that you can link out to from your TikTok page, one of them being Instagram and one of them being YouTube. So um, I would also like when I couldn't link to that, when I couldn't take them directly from a link to another piece of my content or to an email list or freebie or whatever, I was letting them know like, 
come connect with me on Instagram. And I was also building those relationships there. So not only was I, you know, cultivating people on TikTok, but I was pushing them over to Instagram. And I've actually seen a huge growth in my Instagram, even though I'm not super active there as far as doing the in-feed posts. You know, I, I mainly will pop on stories, connect with people on the DMs, but because I had that linked up, people were naturally being like, I like her. I want to go see what she's doing on Instagram and follow her there too. Um, so hopefully I, I answered your question. If I didn't, we can definitely go more in depth if I didn't touch on those things that you wanted me to. Yeah, no, that's perfect. I think it's the call to action and really making sure that you are getting them somewhere kind of off the platform onto something else that you actually have. So let's talk a little bit about the content that you're creating and how do you create content for TikTok that doesn't overwhelm you? Because of course, everyone's like, not another platform. You know, we've been hearing this since TikTok came out. And I I think even for me, I'm thinking, okay, well, when I do reels, I'm doing trends. I'm doing things that I'm relating it to my business. Are you doing something similar on TikTok or what type of content are you creating? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, that was one thing that I was definitely wanting to make sure that I share with your audience is for me, even still, even though I've been on this platform for over a year now, trends are still the easiest for me. It's a really great way to get started. And a lot of times I will tell people who are just getting started to spend some time on the app, like spend a little bit of time going through the, I I know on Instagram, it's like the explore page, um, but they have the main feed, which is called the for you page, spend some time in that. And I think that's kind of what gave me a leg up on it because I had spent so much time just being on the app and being a consumer and seeing like, what were other people that doing that I was performing well, what kind of captions did they have? What kind of text did they have? How did they have it strategically placed? And what were their call to actions that were performing well? So really just kind of spending some time to see like, okay, what, what do you enjoy looking at? Um, and then even, like I said, the trends, that's super easy for me because I can see a trend. And because I know, you know, like I said, I have that clear messaging. I know who my audience is. I know what their pain points are. It's easy for me to say, okay, like I can adapt this to my own business and to my own audience and like what they would want to see. So that's like an easy way to get started, but you definitely want to make sure that you're not just doing trends. You want to make sure you're incorporating some of that original content because that's, what's really going to build that no like, and trust factor when people actually get to see you. Um, and one thing that's been helpful for me is a lot of times like uh, people are comfortable going on stories. I'll do videos that are like that, where it's kind of like a story where I'm giving like a mini lesson or I'm sharing three quick tips that have helped me. Um, so don't be afraid to, to use your own voice too. Um, that's something that I would say maybe doesn't perform as well as trends do. Trends are often the way to kind of get picked up by the For You page because if something's trending and a sound, they might show that to a wider audience. Um, but don't be afraid to show your own voice because when people see you doing a trend, they're going to come to your page and they're going to want to see, okay, like what does she have to offer? And if they start to go through your videos and they start to hear your voice and to hear how you're helping them and educating them and teaching them, that's what's going to get them to want to press that follow button too. So um, that's one tip that I would have. And then as far as like not having it overwhelm you, when I got started, I had already been, I had my podcast for over a year and a half. So I had a lot of content that was that like educational piece that I could pull from. So it's taking some of the content that maybe you're already producing on another platform, um, whatever that is, whatever your long form content that you're doing, maybe your um, email list, 
blogging, um, if you're doing a podcast, taking that and breaking it down into bite-sized pieces. So maybe I did a podcast episode about five different ways to find clients online. I could break that into five different videos and have it be a series. Um, Series perform really well because if someone gets one tip and you're like, follow for part two or come back to see my next tip on how to find clients or, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be sharing about this. Then that gets people to want to, again, come to your page, follow you. So taking that content that you already have, breaking it down into smaller bite-sized pieces, because again, this is short form content. This is not something that is a you know 20, 25 minute podcast episode. So how can you take content that you've already had, already created, break it down into those smaller pieces so that it makes it and then just get behind the computer. And like I said, Start where, start where you feel comfortable. If it's doing a trend that's easy for you to do where you don't have to think about um, what am I going to say or what should this be? Like you can just, if you're already comfortable doing that on Reels, um, that's a really great place to start. And then you can start to add those other layers of different different types of content, different styles of things. Um, and again, using the app and seeing what is already performing well and how can I adapt that to, to my niche, to my style, to the way that I like to produce content. Are you repurposing your content from TikTok over on Instagram and all or no? I have. I have done stuff. Here's the interesting thing. Um, A lot of times what trends on TikTok and what trends on Instagram are happening at different times. So what I see is that I'll do a trend on TikTok and then maybe a month later, it'll be trending on Instagram. So it takes a little bit of time for it to transfer over. So I do try to, if I am going to transfer anything over, I do try to like space that out so that that I catch it when that that trend is happening. Because obviously, if that's a trending sound on Instagram, that's going to help push my content out to more people. Um, I've recently started taking some of my content that will perform well on TikTok over to Pinterest as well as another thing, because I know Pinterest is pushing idea pins. So um, it's definitely something that you can do. And of course, that you know, like Instagram doesn't want that other content on their page. Um, so if you can remove the watermark to help that too, or even just taking what you did on TikTok, this, if you've already got that idea and maybe refilming it over in the Instagram, again, that's an extra, another added step, but um, definitely getting familiar with that platform and how, how their editing system is and everything like that. Yes, no, absolutely. So one of the things that I always say is that social media is rented property. You don't actually own it, right? So how do we continue to grow on TikTok, but yeah, make sure it's helping our bottom line? Yeah. So that's where I definitely recommend um, having having that link in the bio as soon as you as soon as you get that. Um, but also to remembering that you can link outward from TikTok. So if you can link up your Instagram, having that call to action in your Instagram bio so that when they, if they're already taking that next step with you to say like, okay, I want to see what's on her TikTok page. And then, oh, she's got her Instagram link, making sure that you have that clear roadmap of if I, if they land on my Instagram profile and all they're doing is scanning, like how can I get, you know, get their attention to take that next step with me. But I definitely recommend having it be some type of freebie, having it be a longer, basically a longer explanation of what you're doing. So I trialed this out when I first got started, when I had the link in my bio, I linked it to a digital product. Um, and that did really well. It was a lower price digital product. Obviously, I was getting them on my email list, but people on TikTok are are actually kind of primed to buy. If they see something that they like on TikTok, they're willing to take that next step. A lot of the statistics and the, the studies that they're doing is showing that people are really primed to buy from TikTok. So I started out doing that. And then I wanted to make sure that I was still capturing people because my 
follower list was growing. And I'm like, I know that I'm not getting all these people over to my podcast. I know that I'm not getting all these people in my funnel. So I had a freebie. I kind of took a lot of the questions that I was getting. I saw that I was getting asked over and over again in my con- in my comments and said, how can I take these main questions that people are asking that they really want to know? Like those are those first couple questions that they ask. How can I give them that something, that little taste of it in a freebie? So I created a video training, free video training, and that's what's linked up in my bio now. And my email list has grown 50,000 email list subscribers from linking it up. And um, that's where a majority of the signups from, from, for my email list come from is from that link in my TikTok bio. So really making sure that you have a solid freebie to get them and, and make them want to actually put their email list in or their email is in. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it, I had like a record squeal kind of part. I know I'm making myself sound really old here, but like you just said 50,000 email subscribers you yes. gained from TikTok. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, Aubrey. <laughs> okay, then. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is probably one of the first times I'm at a loss for words ever. <laughs> Wow. That is amazing. Yes. No, totally agree that it should be an opt-in something free that they can get on there. So you can continue to grow your list. Holy moly. I still can't get over the number. Um, yeah. All right. And I should also say, let me, let me kind of walk you through this too. Cause like I said, I was, I was linking right to that digital product and then over the course of the last year, it changed from just being a digital product to being a more like comprehensive course. And so as that changed, we changed the price and I was like, okay, I probably have to warm people up just a little bit more. Like if they're first finding my page, they haven't been following for a while. So how do I build that no like, and trust? So that's when I created that video training to really get more into like who I am, my story, how I got started and all of those like beginner questions to give them that taste of like, here's what a virtual assistant is and here's what it looks like. And here are some services that you can offer. And then at the end of that free training, I pitch my course that I have. Um, I give them a coupon code to grab that um, if they want to. And that's where the conversions really started to happen. So I was really grabbing people from that free training and converting them into paying into paying customers from that um, from my TikTok page. Yes, as part of the funnel. No, that makes total sense. Um, and I just love that it's, that's a very large number for mm-hmm. TikTok where you wouldn't necessarily think that an audience is going to learn educational material normally. When I think TikTok, I think the dance moves and the trends and going to just kind of like not have to think and be educated, but more inspired and entertained. It's kind of what always comes to mind when I think of TikTok. Um, so the fact that they're looking for that education material and it has obviously converted into not only subscribers, but also paying clients now is amazing. And I am so excited for you. Um, Aubrey, where are the best places to connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So of course you can come check out my TikTok. Um, that's a, I would feel like if, if you're looking to get started, you can, you can scroll back to the beginning too. Some of my, my first couple of videos are, are not that great. I've evolved over time, but that's a good place for you to obviously see, see what I'm doing, but, um, to connect with me to learn more. And of course, like I'm, I'm on all the platforms I'm on Instagram. I love to connect in the DMS. That's one thing I will say about TikTok. I don't use their messaging system because I don't like it. Um, I love that Instagram has voice DMS because that's how I communicate. So I, I still utilize that platform. Um, there too. And then of course my website, um, aubreymalek.com, 
And yeah, those are the places you can come connect with me. And you also have a podcast as well, right? Yep. Yep. It's called Freelancer to CEO. Um, and I have episodes that I've done there on TikTok on, you know, how I grew. I done like a couple updated ones too. So it's like, here's how I grew from zero to 20,000. And here's what I've learned in my first year on TikTok. And here's things that, you know, so I definitely have those episodes too, that can help you. Or if you're, you know, interested in freelancing too, I have episodes to support you there as well. Excellent. Well, Aubrey, thank you so much for sharing with me and my audience, of course, as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Jenny. Of course. All right. So clearly that number of 50,000 made me stop. I know it's right at the end of the interview that it happened. And she was so cute after the interview saying how she doesn't like to just throw those numbers out to be like a shiny object kind of thing. And I looked at her and I'm like, yeah, it's a shiny object thing. And I'm pretty certain the second I get off this interview with you, I'm going to text my VA to make sure that she understands that TikTok is in our future. So I hope you guys are taking the time to make sure that you're checking out what Aubrey exactly is doing and really understanding that the call to action is so important when you are creating content like this. All right, guys, until next time, I will see you all then.